This is the muster on a Monday afternoon as we go and catch up with Dean Rabbage, Wyndham Sheep and Beef Farmer, this afternoon on the programme. Dean, how's things at Savo? Uh, just another hot, windy day in Glenham, to be honest, Andy. Yeah, unbelievable. Like We had a pretty nippy start here in Gore, and it took to a late morning for the edge to go off, but you're saying it's like 20 degrees and blowing. Yeah, it's um, another North Canterbury day today, really. It's sort of, yeah, just another day, chipping away. Is it the norm for you guys for the last week or so having these winds? Because they've been in the forecast. We've had a little few. We've had a few of them in Gore, but nothing of note, to be fair. Oh, it's probably been the norm for the last four months, to be honest. Yeah, it's been a, a summer, really. Um, bit of rain and then a hot, dry, windy week to follow it up to put you back in deficit. So it's just uh, carry on. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating. It's just one of those seasons. Um, so likes of. Buying supplement in, obviously, rams out, etc. Just trying to keep the girls up and neck. Yeah, so we started feeding out the sheep nuts probably 10 days prior to the ram going out. Um, we're going to keep feeding them out while the ram's out too. Just giving us a few options while it's nice and dry. Um, getting really good utilisation off them because they're not making any mess behind them. And um, sort of being able to hold the ewes and, and paddocks for an extra couple of days just to make them work a wee bit. Wrong time of year to be doing that, but at least they're getting the energy from the from the sheep nuts. So um, perhaps when the weather changes for the worse or ground conditions start to get a wee bit wetter, we'll start to reassess how much supplement we feed then. But at the moment, while the going is good and we're getting good bang for buck, we're um, feeding out to ewes, which is um, unusual, I don't think. I've never done it here, and I can vaguely remember feeding out grain probably about 20 years ago to ewes, if not longer. So it's um, yeah, a wee bit out of the ordinary for us. Yeah, that was my next question. Obviously, it's a one-off for having to buy the sheep nuts. Um, supply was okay, like Sergeant Dan here in Gore, like Daryl's flat out in production, doing what he can to keep up the supplementary requirements, which is a feat in itself, to be fair. Um, obviously, did you um, have you had this in the planning for a while? Uh, probably pre-ordered a few tons about four weeks ago, just to get my name on them. Yeah. Um, just to make sure we can get them when we need them. So, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Of course, um, Minister O'Connor was down last week. Uh, you were, he came and visited you guys. Uh, the feds were involved with what was going on as far as the visit was concerned. Um, anything come out of that visit for you? No, look, we probably couldn't um, tell him anything he didn't already know, to be honest, Andy. But, yeah, I think getting him on the ground and just driving around and seeing the situation put it in a bit more context. It is a difficult one to explain because um, if you see photos of Southland, it's still looking green, you're mm. still seeing grass. But there's all the other underlying factors, like so they've still got the high stocking rates going on, um, a lot of land still left on farm for people, um, and the normal reliance that we have to push a lot of feed forward from March, April, winter, May, and that's our winter feed. And with those covers being drastically behind, um, it's going to make sort of during July, August, pretty interesting, and then have lower covers to spread lambing ewes out on. Um, the few calculations the other day, and pretty much for the next month, we've got to grow about 61 kilos of dry matter per hectare per day just to get back to where we sort of need to be to have enough feed going through the winter. So 60-odd kilos a day is pretty pretty good growth, and we've struggled to do that in the peak of the season when, when everything's humming along nicely. So, 
yeah, it's um, ordering a bit more supplements to cover that shortfall for sure. Drove through Hedgehope the other day. You go through that valley there. Parts of it are looking really good, but then out of nowhere, maybe a K or two down the road. Um, yeah, totally different situation with feed on farm. Guys have got um, cows on kale already trying to cover the shortfall. A lot of fat lambs, prime lambs too, just waiting in paddocks to go too. So it is going to be an outreaching effect. So obviously, like you say, Mr O'Connor, he's it's a false dawn. Like you look at the paddocks, like you say, it's green, but there's nothing in there because of the current rain, the rain we had or did get. Yeah, and, and the, quali- the quality is just not there too. The energy value is not in the feed either, so that has a, an extra effect on maintaining uh, body weight on, on sheep as well and trying to flush them up for the ram too, obviously, is sort of a wee bit difficult when the feed quality isn't there and you double down with lack of qual- uh, quantity as well. So, interesting. Were you pleased with the response from Damien when coming down here? And obviously, like you say, um, it's a hard one to explain to somebody like that, but himself and the Associate Ag Minister coming down, at least they came down and actually got a feeling for what was occurring in the province. Yeah, just the acknowledgement, I think, goes a long way um, for a lot of people. And it's good that hopefully a bit more support can come through the to the Royal Support Trust, who I think, unfortunately, are going to be pretty bloody busy in the wintertime in the spring. $100,000 being allocated, of course, to the Southern Rural Support Trust, Southern Rural Support Trust, and Otago as well. Um, let's not forget, this is affecting Otago too, and there's been the saving grace, Dean, for a lot of farmers. Store lambs can be offloaded. Canterbury's having such a season that um, we can get it out there, but, geez, I'd hate to think of the situation if Canterbury wasn't on board. Yeah, we have been quite fortunate that Canterbury's having a season like that. They're just the biggest handbrake is actually finding a truck to move their stock. Like, it can be quite... Um, quite relieving for people to make a decision to sell a yen load of store lamb so yep you're feeling a positive frame of mind about that but then it's taken two to three weeks for that for that decision to be actioned due to unable to get a, a truck to take them away so it sort of takes the gloss off making those tough calls. Yes, definitely something we haven't been used to in the South here. And like you say, um, just bang on point with those effects as well. Um, you're a golfer these days. Obviously the rugby boots are on the back burner. Can you confirm that properly? Yeah, we had a good good round of golf on Saturday, so um, it was quite nice. And then I must admit, there's been very little work done on farm here this morning with everybody that's normally on deck, um, pretty absorbed by the masters that have been on TV. So uh, yeah, things have been a bit slow today. How do you get on watching golf on TV? I find it, sometimes I can watch it, but I just can't sit there religiously and follow it. I'll be honest, um, Tiger Woods has been, I've watched a bit more golf in the last couple of days, purely because of Tiger Woods, and I've not normally been a Tiger Woods fan, but it's probably the subplot within all the other subplots of Tiger being involved has drawn a lot more people to this tournament. Yeah, it's been great to see Tiger back, and I was happy to see him make the cut. Um, but oh, no, there's something about day four of the Masters. Um, a lot can change in, in a couple of holes, you have a four-shot swing pretty quick. And, yeah, it's just something about that course. And it's probably about the only tournament that I really make an effort to watch all year. But it's, it's pretty cool. I'd love to love to go there one day. Sure. Yeah, one day and we can travel and things are back to normal. And we've got gumdrop buttons falling from the sky. We can only hope. Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dean Ravage out there at Wyndham. Thanks very much for your time on the muster as usual, mate. We'll chat again. Thanks, Andy.
Dean Ravage there at Wyndham. Yeah, so Tiger made the cut. Um, he's had a check it past old Tiger, you'll give him that, but a hell of a golfer. Won the Masters five times before. Got the cut to go through into the last couple of days. So, um, yeah, a lot of people have been glued to that by all accounts. Coming up next on the Master, catching up with Senior Sergeant Brent Kingsland of the Gore Police. Yeah. We have a kiss now.